WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek here with you. Derek. New mic, looking good out over there. <laughs> um, yes, I am excited to jump in today, man, because we are going to look at all the Colts free agents. Obviously, free agency is coming up very rapidly approaching. So I thought that we could look at all the free agents and kind of divide them amongst four categories that we came up with based off of if we think we should resign them, level of importance for that. So our four categories are very important, important, not important, or let walk, right? So let the player walk. So we're going to kind of go into it. And since I'm OCD and since I'm weird, we're going to go alphabetically by last name. <laughs> we're going to start with the first guy here, Matthew Adams. Now, Matthew Adams, a guy that's been with the Colts ever since he's been drafted, was a seventh round pick in that vaunted 2018 draft. And he's been a good special teams and reserve guy for the Indianapolis Colts and really doesn't command a whole lot of money. Last year, he made $640,000. Uh, so what do you think, Derek, about what? where do you think he ranks here in your category? I'm going to go with important. Uh, he's an important guy on the special teams. He, he's just that guy on the special teams in a lot of different ways. And I think he just adds that element to the special teams unit. Okay. I'll probably be right there with you. I think he's important to bring back. He's just, you know, he's nothing special. So I don't think he'd break the bank for him at all. But I think he's just a nice key guy there that's been in the locker room for a while. He's a good guy on special teams you talked about as well. So yeah, I'd bring him back for sure. I think I'd put him in the important category. All right, next guy, Mo Ali Cox. Now, he's a kind of a polarizing guy because he has some games where he looks really good, some games where he kind of disappears. But Derek, the Colts, obviously we know the need they have at tight end, especially with the uncertainty around Jack Doyle. So where does he fall in your category here? For me, it's still in the important category. I know I've been saying that the Colts need to upgrade the tight end position, but right now, overall, Moali Cox is your best overall tight end at this moment. I think it's important that he sticks around to at least maintain that kind of structure in that tight end group right now. So if you were choosing between Mo and Jack Doyle to keep around, who would you want to stay? Definitely Moali Cox. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm right there with you. I think it's important to bring him back because he's a physically gifted guy. He's also an extremely good run blocker, so I'd bring him back undoubtedly. All right, the Colts kicker from last year, Michael Badgley. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, it's not important for me uh, because I know the Ballard always preaches competition in the kicking department, but again, you have a guy in Rodrigo Blankenship who is, for the most part, has been accurate throughout his early career, and if you wanted to go and get another kicker to get that competitiveness, you can go and do that without having to pay a million dollars for a guy like Badgley, so I'm just picking the not important here. Yeah, I don't, I'm kind of iffy on that too. Yeah, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. If you bring him back, cool. If not, it's not the end of the world. I'm right there with you. All right, another guy here, guy that was really good in 2020, and obviously got injured a little bit in 2021, but uh, and played a little bit of safety as well. TJ Carey, 
31 and a half years old. What do you think on him? Um, I think for just the sake of the depth for this team at the moment, I'd say it's important. Uh, he's not going to break your bank. And unless the Colts have a design game plan to go and get one or two free agents and corner positions that, you know, can play that hybrid role. I'm kind of thinking that they'll keep carry around for at least one more season. Uh, that's what I was going to say, because he plays some safety, he plays some corner. He's got a little bit of that hybrid in him. So, I mean, I know he's a little bit older, but I mean, you resign him for virtually nothing. I don't see the harm in that. You know, he's a veteran guy. Um, especially, I know we're going to talk about Xavier Rhodes in a minute, but with his uncertainty up in the air right now, if you bring him back or not, uh, I think TJ Carey would be a guy that would not command as much money and would be, you know, a good guy that could step in in a pinch if needed. So I agree with you. I would definitely put him in the important. All right. I think I know the next one, but we'll go anyway. Julian Davenport, who played a little bit of tackle for you. Horrendous, horrendous last year for you. Um, I think I know what your answer is here, Derek, but let me hear it from your mouth. Uh, I'm going to say not important. Uh, I, I know that okay. some would say not uh, let walk absolutely would uh, possibly be a scenario. Uh, I'm going to save that for just a little bit later, but um, Davenport, yeah, just not good last year, you know, was barely serviceable at all throughout that. So we'll see if the Colts even consider giving him a second contract. Uh, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole, man. I'm letting walk a hundred ten 10 out of 10 times, a hundred percent of the time. I'm letting walk. All right, Courtney Davis, a guy who's a little bit younger, uh, twenty, maybe 24 years old. He's, you know, he got injured, so we didn't really get to see a whole lot about him. But what are your thoughts on him? Uh, he's mainly been a practice squad guy for the majority of the time. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, uh, just let walk here. I mean, Courtney Davis has not been any part of this team going forward, and I think that we can replace that part. I'm just going to say not important. So I'm, I'm there with you. You know, I, he's young. So I'm always intrigued in those younger guys to see if they can pr- prove anything in, you know, the preseason and such. So, all right, Ashton Doolin, my guy, Ashton Doolin, crazy. He's going to be only 25 years old here very soon, but uh, he wasn't used very much last year. I felt like when needed, you know, and when he was used, he always seemed to provide a spark in the game. What do you say, Derek, for Ashton Doolin? Uh, this is going to be my first very important, uh, very important because 25 years old plays special teams, one of the best special teams guys in the league. And, you know, this last year we saw in limited snaps on the offense, he was able to take advantage of those snaps. So I think it's a fair shot that for a guy you're not even paying a million dollars to, I think it's important that we get Ashton Doolin in there. I mean, need I say more than just go back and look at my Twitter and look at all the times I said, this is another tweet reminding you Ashton Doolin needs more snaps. He's clearly very important for me. Uh, no doubt that I want them to bring him back. I think he should be one of the top guys that you look to bring back. All right, uh, moving on to the next guy here, Jake Eldrin Camp. Ben more of a practice squad guy. Hasn't made a lot of uh, really wakes within this Colts offensive line room. He obviously got cut, so you know didn't really provide a whole lot. But what would you think on him? Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. 
Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Tough terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, let walk. Like you said, mainly a practice squad guy. He's the least uh, highest paid salary guy on your roster. So there's really not much of a, po- a point in keeping him around. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I would let him walk. He hasn't done anything really. He's, you know, he's a little bit, he's 28 years old. So it's not like he's just like this young, raw guy anymore. So he's, yeah, really nothing there for me. Um, but staying on the offensive line, Eric Fisher, who was your left tackle last year. Um, funny enough, we made a video, although this will, this will come out before that video. We made a video talking about the different tiers of the different free agents. And we talked about Eric Fisher a little bit. So be on the lookout for that video. It's going to be coming out here in the next couple of days. But Eric Fisher, he didn't have a great season last year, but we talked about it, Derek, especially with how saturated the tackle market is right now with just not really nothing out there. You know, even in free agency and in the draft with where the Colts are, uh, what do you think? What are your thoughts on Eric Fisher potentially bringing him back for one more year? Well, I think for the exact reason that you just mentioned, I think that's important. Uh, again, Eric Fisher did not have a great season. Yes, but when you look at the market in the draft and in free agency, there's not a lot of options for you in the in the places that the Colts are at right now. And I think it actually is important that the Colts keep Eric Fisher around for at least one more year to see if they can get any kind of resurgence out of him. Yeah, I'll go there with you. Yeah, I think it's important to bring him back just because you have no other guys. Uh, maybe Matt Pryor, maybe. We'll see exactly what happens there. I think there will be a competition at left tackle, and obviously we'll see what happens there. But I think you bring back him for virtually nothing, and you just let him compete with some other guys. And then next year maybe is a year you go out and address left tackle, maybe in the draft or in free agency. Because, yeah, the market's pretty bare. You know, The coverage's pretty bare in terms of guys you could really go get that would be much of an upgrade. And if they were, you'd have to break the bank on them. So, yeah, um, as hard as it is, because like if there's another option, I would want to move on from Eric Fisher, like no doubt. But I don't know if there is. Um, maybe maybe an option does emerge. We'll see. You know, obviously, as free agency gets a little closer, uh, maybe there is another option the Colts left to go with. But yeah, I mean, trying to keep that offensive line intact, I think, is important. And Eric Fisher should be a guy that probably should be resigned. As much as I don't really love to say that, um, just based off of how bare the cupboard is right now at tackle. All right, uh, Zaire Franklin, another guy, special teams captain. Man, I mean. What can you say about Zaire? I mean, he's just a guy that's just uh, all-around great player on special teams. Funny enough, him and Matthew Adams both were seventh-round picks in that 2018 draft, and both have got the Colts have gotten good return on both those guys from a special team standpoint. Zaire's obviously has a little bit more in terms of like his skill set to actually be maybe a starting linebacker or a reserve linebacker, play some on the field. What are your thoughts on Zaire in terms of bringing him back? Uh, this is an important one for me. Uh, I mean, he's a special teams captain. He's a guy that's been getting a few more snaps on the defense. You know, I mean, again, his play may be very limited in how much you can use him, but in the moments that they do use him, he is a special guy. He is somebody that definitely commands respect in that locker room. And I think it's important to keep someone like him around. 
I'm going to say very important because he's a core, the heart of your special teams, right? Like, I think you bring him back. You got to bring back your captain. That's in my opinion. I think you do now for how much, I mean, that, that's a debate that we had before we may have again, but I think for the sake of argument right now, I would say he's very important because he's one of your captains, especially. All right, let's move on now from Zaire to Mark Glowinski. Mark Glowinski, he's been your starting guard for the last couple years and, you know, started off a little bit rough. And then I feel like he's kind of improved the last couple years. And I've really liked what I saw from him this last year, even with, you know, Chris Reed breathing down his neck at right guard. He earned the spot back and I thought he played really well down the stretch for the Colts. Yeah, this is a very important one for me. Uh, Mark Lewinsky, we mentioned it, we mentioned it in the free agent video, uh, has played in every game over the past three years. He's your bet, most available guy that you have on your offensive line that you've had all all this time. Uh, I think it's important for the price tag that he is and the performance that you're getting from him and the availability that you get from him that it's very important that you keep a guy like that on the line. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, T.Y. Hilton. This is going to be a good one. Um, man, you know, we talked about in the video that we just made how we love T.Y. We love what he's done. But I mean, the guy hasn't been available. He only played in 10 games this last year. Right. Like, you know, he missed he almost half the season. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of games where he was invisible, you know, like they didn't throw the ball to him. So I don't know, man. Um, where do you stand on T.Y. right now? It's going to be a tough one either way. You know, it's going to be a little bit emotional, but where do you stand on T.Y.? This will probably trigger some Colts fans, but I'm going to say let walk. Um, okay. this, again, this is taking the emotion out of it. Paying a guy $8 million to have the uh, games where you be completely become a ghost, and whether it be your fault or not, is just not something that I want to have in a wide receiver. Uh, I would much prefer to just go with another guy that I could pay for an eighth of that amount of money and get one or two catches a game and see what we can do with it. I, I just don't think there's a situation where I want T.Y. Hilton to command that kind of money on this team for any further notice. Yeah, I'll go not important, but I'll leave it open just because you never know, you know, if the Colts elect really to decide to go in for a quarterback, say Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, I know those are pipe dreams, but you never know in this league, you know? So say the Colts do, they bring T.Y. back. I hope they still would upgrade at wide receiver somewhere. So in a scenario where T.Y. wouldn't even be the one or the two, where he would be the three or four, I could see that potentially being something where he gives it a go one more year, doesn't really like how last year turned out, and you know, the Colts go for it and they bring him back for one more year, one more ride, right? Um, that would be the only scenario I could really see him potentially coming back. But you're right. I mean, I think there's a lot of guys on the free agent market at wide receiver. And unless you're paying T.Y. only a couple million, I probably wouldn't bring him back. But in the event that he does take that hometown, hometown discount and does sign for a very cheap deal, I would, I would be open to that. I'll just say that. Yeah. All right. Let's keep moving. Let's talk about Tyquan Lewis, the guy we have not talked about in a long time. Second, former second round pick in that 2018 draft as well. Started off really well. I mean, his rookie season, he obviously had that injury, but the games that he played, he played really well in. He had multiple sack games. Everybody's like, oh my goodness, who is this Tyquan Lewis guy? And then all of a sudden, he had an issue where he wasn't seeing the field, right? He was a healthy scratch. Um, and people were like, what in the world is going on with Tyquan Lewis? Well, then. You know, he kind of was on his last leg for the 2020 season, 
And he emerged. He emerged, and he played really well in 2020. He was playing really well also in 2021. Obviously had that horrible injury where he blew his knee out. He fumbled the football. It was just a terrible, terrible situation all the way around. And he's out for the year, and you're just like, shoot. But Taekwon, when he's healthy, and he hasn't really had a health problem up to this point, you know, besides his rookie season, um, he's a solid player, I would say. He's a solid player that I feel like every year he improves as a player. Now, obviously, the injury is something, it's no joke, right? It's a serious injury. But for Taekwon Lewis, he's 27 years old. What would you do here, Derek? You only paid him a little over a million last season. Where do you rank him on level of importance to bring back? Uh, I'm going to go with important. Uh, Taekwon Lewis was a, again, this season was off to a pretty decent start before, you know, he blew his knee out in the Tennessee game. Uh, Taekwon Lewis, as you said, over the last few years has been reemerging as a key depth piece on this defensive line. And he's somebody that you can get for cheap. You know, he's going to play well, you know, he's position flexible, and that's something that the Colts desperately want and need. He's young. I think that it's important that we keep a guy like him around for another few years. I love Tyquan Lewis. I, I say he's very important um, just for what you do. Because, I mean, Chris Ballard even said it at the end of his presser. He said, we missed Tyquan Lewis down the stretch. We missed him. You know, when he went out, I mean, their defensive line, like, they changed, I feel like. There were some things that happened when Tyquan Lewis, that was a real significant loss for this defensive line. So I think he's really important. I think he's going to be one of the top priorities this offseason for sure. All right. Here's a guy we haven't talked about in a long time either. Marlon Mack, man. It's crazy. It's weird to think that he's still on this roster because yeah. we did not see him at all last year. And I think we're both probably in agreement. I don't know if we really need to go into much explanation. We're probably going to let him walk camp, right? Because you didn't use him last year at all. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, let walk. Um First off, I mean, the Colts have one of the best running back rooms in the NFL in absence of Marlon Mack. You don't need a Marlon Mack, even though he's been a great teammate and a great uh, person for this organization. And, you know, I let him walk because I want him to go succeed somewhere else. I want him to succeed with another team because he deserves that chance. And that's the whole reason why I'm saying to let him walk. Yeah, it's hard, though, because... It was hard to see Marlon Mack not play last year. As good as Jonathan Taylor was, obviously with a, one of the best, if not the best, running backs in the league last year, you know, to see Marlon Mack just not even be activated, it was so tough last year to see because we know how good of a player he is. But yeah, I want to go see him succeed somewhere else, preferably in the NFC, so I don't have to see him at all. Uh, but let's keep going here. Sky Moore, I feel like Sky Moore has been on this roster forever, and he's never really done a whole lot. Where do you stand on him? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
you need indeed. Um, I, I just say let walk because, you know, in 2020, he didn't play because of the COVID year. Um, I, I just don't know if there's really that much of an important value to him. I know he's mainly just a, a special teams guy, so I just don't think there's really an important need to keep him around. I would say the same. Yeah, probably let walk. It's just kind of like he doesn't do anything for this team. Um, all right, Al-Kadi Muhammad, a guy that played a lot for the Colts last year, actually surprisingly, um, and he led the team in terms of defensive ends and sacks last year. So where do you stand on Al-Kadi Muhammad? Um, I think Al-Kadeen, um, it for me, is – I'll be honest, I'm indifferent because I like Al-Kadi Muhammad, um, but I think that – you know, when it comes to what the Colts may end up doing with the group, you know, they got a bunch of different guys that are coming back. I, there's some other, I've already said, I want Tyquan Lewis back. We're going to talk about another guy here shortly that I think that they may keep. I think it's kind of important that you keep him around, but then again, for that, for the price tag that he may potentially get, I don't think it's important. I mean, he's your leading sacker, but he only had six and a half sacks. So is that how much is that saying, you know? Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would bring him back only a caveat that he's not your starter um, on your defensive end position. And maybe he does feel like he, he deserves a chance to go out and test the market and get an opportunity where he can actually be a starter at defensive end. You know, obviously with Gus Bradley and this new staff, I think there's going to have to be some decisions that maybe aren't as popular, but they're going to have to probably let a few of these defensive line guys go. And I think Al-Kadu Muhammad might be one of those guys that I could see them potentially let walk. So, yeah, I'm kind of like, I would be fine if you bring him back. I'd be fine if you let him walk because he's nothing special, but he's always a solid player for you. Yes. Um, but if you feel like guys like Tyquan Lewis and the other guy we'll talk about here probably have a little bit higher ceilings at this point in their careers. All right. Uh, Nick Nelson, a guy, uh, don't know a whole lot about him, was more of a practice squad guy from what I could tell. What do you think about him? Um, let him walk. Uh, like you said, mainly a practice squad guy. Never really sees the field. I'm not too interested. All right, George Odom. Uh, George Odom for me is an important one. Uh, we saw last year was angry with the contract that he was getting because of being restricted. Um, but nevertheless, you know, he came out this year in the absence of Julian Blackman and performed, in my opinion, very well. And, you know, I think that may unfortunately be the reason we might not be able to keep him uh, because he might have be able to take this year and be like, hey, look at what I just did. And, you know, some team might want to give him a few extra bucks to maybe go and play for him. So I, but I do think it's important because George Odom is a very special, special teams player. And, you know, he's a great depth piece at the safety group. Yep. And especially when inevitably you have attrition at the safety position like he did when Blackman went down last year, George Odom was able to step in and play very well in a pinch when you needed him to. So, yeah, I would bring him back. I think he's important to bring back as well. Uh, Zach Pascal. what are your thoughts on Zach Pascal? I'm going to say it's important that we bring Zach Pascal back. Again, I, I only say it's important because it's. I don't think that it's a, oh, you know, the Colts should just look to get rid of him. I don't think that's the case. Again, Zach Pascal, very limited uh, athletic-wise and some of the things that he might be able to provide from a deep threat standpoint, certain things that he just can't do what other guys can. But he is the embodiment of what the Colts try to be offensively, which is physical domination, and that's what he is. And a wide receiver, if he was in any other body, he would absolutely dominate people. He does that, and that's what he does, and I love it. 
again, I don't think that we should go big paying big bucks for him. And I don't think that we will. I just think for the kind of person that he is and for kind of player that he embodies, I think it's important that we keep someone like that around in this locker room. I think the word is solid for me for Pascal. You know, he's he's willing to go in there and he's an effort guy. You know, he's willing to go on there and throw a block when needed. And that's what the Colts want to do. You know, Pittman does it. Pascal does it really well. Um, so I think you bring him back. I think I think it's important to bring him back, you know, knowing that he's probably not going to be one of your top receivers. You know, kind of similar in certain ways to al Muhammad in a way where he's solid, nothing special. Um, but, you know, if you can bring him back, that would be fine. That would be just fine with me. So, yeah, I would say for, for Pascal for sure. Uh, all right, Matt Pryor, the, one of the biggest surprises on this team when he got traded. I mean, nobody could have saw the season that Matt Pryor put in. I mean, everybody was thinking he was going to be terrible. It was going to be the second coming of Julian Davenport or, you know, whoever it is, fill in the blank on the, the list of rotation and tackles for the Colts the last couple of years. But he actually wasn't. He played really well. Um, you know, he played a little bit at tackle, right tackle when Braden Smith was hurt. And then obviously when the Colts got hit with that COVID strike, he played right guard in a pinch for them. Uh, what do you think about him? A guy that's 27, so he's still fairly young. It was a nice depth piece for you last year. Do you bring him back? I think this is a very important signing. And that's crazy to think about because everyone's like, who the hell is Matt Pryor? But then sure right. enough, he comes in. I think that PFF said from week five to week nine, Matt Pryor was our best offensive lineman. Best one hmm. out of everyone. That includes Quentin Nelson. So, you know, I mean, Matt Pryor came in there and he he performed very, very well on that right side. He was the, exactly the piece the Colts needed when Braden Smith spent half the season injured. Uh, I think that was a great, great signing. It was a hidden one that nobody expected to come out, but he, he did what he did. And now the Colts with another offensive line depth slash left tackle situation, it is very important that you keep a guy like Matt Pryor around who exceeded all expectations. You read my mind because you're going to need to have an answer at left tackle, whether it is Fisher, whether it is Pryor, whether it is somebody else, you're going to need him to go compete for that spot, I think. So I think bringing him back is essential, honestly. I think it is very important to bring him back because you know we can talk all the time about how great the Colts of depth is at guard, Tackle not so much the last couple of years. It's been honestly atrocious at tackle the last couple of years. So bringing back a guy like Matt Pryor is huge and so, so important. Um, all right, talk about another guy who was a big surprise. Chris Reed was a big surprise for this Colts team last year. I mean, he played so well that he actually started stealing some snaps away from right guard Mark Glowinski last year. What do you think about bringing Chris Reed back? I think this is very important. When you have a guy that, when, when you're all pro, best offensive lineman in football, Quentin Nelson goes down and then you have a guy in the wake and you say, man, he's certainly not Quentin Nelson, but it certainly doesn't feel like we're dropping off much in performance at that spot. You need to bring a guy like that back. That is so important to keep around. He's not, he's not going to ask for big bank bucks. It doesn't seem like you will. Uh, I think that's very important. Yep. Agreed with you there. Xavier Rhodes, one that uh, we talked about also in our video we did just a little bit ago. What are your thoughts on him? Where do you rank him? I, I would say not important, but where, where would you rank I'm, I'm going to go with the same. I'm going to go not important uh, because, like I said, there's other guys in the cornerback market that I think that the Colts can go and get for around the same price, if not uh, if not a little lower, and some guys who are potentially younger as well. 
um, that are going to be veterans as well. I just think that the better days of Xavier Rhodes are behind him at this point, and I just think the Colts could afford to move on. Yep. All right, Isaac Rochelle, who's brought in last offseason. I'm going to go not important. Uh, that's one of the few guys on this list that I haven't said that was important. Uh, Isaac Rochelle, I, I love the time that he did step in, but you know, Isaac Rochelle got burnt a couple times on the outside. He's not as great at stopping the run as some of these other guys are, and he doesn't specialize in uh, making plays in the passing game. So I- I'll just say not important. I'll just let walk there. Nothing special there. Our Anderson Dejo stepped in at safety last year when Blackman went down. Uh, I'm going to say let walk. Um, I think that you could get another safety at the $1 million mark that's not 35 years old that I think can actually play that position a little better. Yep. Uh, Taylor Stallworth, another guy that uh, was a surprise last year. I'm going to go important here. I'm going to definitely go important. And Taylor Stallworth, like Matt Pryor, was one of the more uh, surprising and uh, improved players on this roster. You know, went from a mainly run-stopping defensive tackle that we knew from the year prior to being, oh, wow, he's actually got somewhat of a pass rush now. So, you know, he had four sacks this last year, which, you know, that was impressive. Uh, It was a great thing to see out of Taylor Stallworth. So um, you certainly hope you can get him for cheap again. but he might ask for a few more dollars because of what this last year gave him. But I think Stallworth is a great depth piece for you at D tackle. He's huge. Yeah. He's a huge depth piece. I would go important as well. Um, all right. Sam Teddy, your favorite player. I'm letting walk. Just like what you said, with <laughs> I'm not touching him with a 30 foot pole. I'm just saying <laughs> I, I'm not the the man got destroyed by third stringers in by Ben Banigou. If that tells you I'm anything, not, but I'm not I'm not taking a chance on that at all. Uh, fair enough. I can, <laughs> all right, uh, they would be better off. I'm I'm kidding when I say this. The Colts would be better off have is paying me one million dollars to go out there and I can block almost as well as Sam Teddy did. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kamoko Turi will be the last one that I think will, you know, of note, I guess. Yeah. So where do you stand on Turi? He's kind of a, he's an interesting one. Where do you stand on him? I'm actually going to go very important here. Uh, I was very critical of Kamoko Turi from this season. I thought it was I, because I was ill-informed. I was ill-informed of what Kamoko Ture was and what he was doing, and I come to find out it was a lot more on the coaching staff that was the problem than what it really was with Kamoko Ture. After talking with guys like Lawrence Owen, when talking about with guys like Zach Hicks, I was able to learn and understand more about what Kamoko Ture's situation. And I think only having played 20% of the snaps last season, Kamoko Ture was second most in defensive end sacks last season with us and only played 20% of the snaps. We can get double that. Kamoko Ture could potentially be our our sack leader uh, for these next few years if we get him more than double those snaps that he had the previous year. And I think with Gus Bradley's system, I think it's going to serve him better. So I think it's a very important thing that you get a guy like Kamoko Ture who's still young, who still has potential to see if he can break that mold one more time. I'll go important there. Yeah. For all the reasons you said, I'll go important. Um, All right. Rob Windsor. Uh, Let walk. Okay. 
And Which then finally, because, because when yeah, I, when yeah. he was drafted, I kind of was saying, Oh, he was going to be the guy that I thought might sneak onto the roster. Uh, it just sucks. I remember that, that. it happened. Yep. I remember that Antoine Woods, uh, not important, uh, was mainly just a, a guy that, you know, came on every now and again, but, um, he was more of the depth piece that I just think is replaceable. Yeah. And you already hopefully bring back Taylor Stallworth. So you don't really need him. All right, that'll do it, guys, for our look. There's a lot of guys. I think you said 29 guys that we just looked at. We were going to originally like rank them all, but we're just like, that's a lot of guys to rank. So yeah. uh, we, we just decided, nah, we'll just go do this list. It'll make things go a little bit quicker. But hey, you know, we're still you know, about half an hour in. So we could have gone for maybe an hour if we would have tried to do that. So <laughs> kind of glad we decided to go this direction. But all right, guys, let us know in the comments what you think about each of these players. Do you agree with Derek and myself? Do you think certain players are more important, less important? Let us know in the comments below. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for all your support. If you haven't yet, you're still watching this video. You haven't hit, hit subscribe, hit like yet. Be sure to do that. It helps push our content out to other people. Thank you guys so much for all your support. And as always, go Colts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.